3: Hello and welcome to the TFO Football Podcast. I'm Joe Devine and I'm delighted to be joined by John McKenzie. Hello. Hello. JJ Bull the Bullard. Yes. hey, Yes, indeed. Now, plenty going on today to discuss. We were briefly joined by the elusive Sebastian Stafford Bloor all the way from uh, Deutschland today. He walks us through the breaking news of this morning regarding Manchester City and uh, the Premier League... And all that kind of fun stuff. So we talk about that to kick the episode off, joined by Seb just for five minutes. Then he departs back to his uh, busy bunker of work. And I continue here with John and JJ to discuss Pep a tweaker. That's one thing. That's what Steve's <laughs> written in the plan there. <laughs> I didn't say that. He said that. But of course he's referring to tactical tweaks as a coach. Because Manchester City did lose to Spurs on Sunday. And Pep... <laughs> ah, that bit was cut out. But let's talk about instead... Everton and Arsenal, we do. Uh, The cost of living. Yeah, we talk about the cost of living, but not in a serious way. I've made it sound serious. Actually, we talk about it in a way that's almost unserious and potentially offensive now I've set it up as that. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, which animals have or haven't been to space? (laughs) That was my
0: favourite bit.
3: How would you rate this episode overall? I mean, but it's incidentally for people listening and watching, we record the intro at the end. So we know everything that's about to happen. And what would you, if you were giving an honest reflection to listeners now, thinking about the the number of quality podcasts out there and the short amount of time that people have in their day-to-day lives. Entire lives, lives, yeah. Would you, how much longer would you advise that people listen for?
0: I think life is so short, mm. and you should enjoy all of it, and that if you have other things you need to do, then... Do them. This is a good time to do them.
3: This is good, isn't it? This is, this is real, real... You should
4: definitely keep listening. It's r- real definitely insight worth into, it.
0: What about you, Steve?
2: I think we all have off days. Today <laughs> was one of yours. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <right>. <laughs> and if you have off days and want to get better and have a much better day, well, I'll tell you what you should do. You should go to The Athletic. Theathletic.com. The yeah, forward, forward, slash com. forward slash TFO. Mm. Yeah, forward slash TFO. And then you can get a, some sort of deal where yeah. they sneak you in to to read the thing. Yeah. And you like it. All articles on football. Lots more analysis than you might find on certain uh, <laughs> podcasts today. <laughs> That's right. But it's all very informed, very well written, very well reported. They've got all sources. Woo, would you? What are the things you could find out. You could learn about Man City's FFP stuff. You can do that. Even though Seb
3: tells us. Arguably, if I'd read any of it today, this would have been a better episode, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, I read lots. There's lots of good stuff on there. But yeah, you can do that for free. A free trial.
3: Well, there we go. Stick around if you want to learn more about which animals went to space. Uh, But if you want to listen to a football podcast, John was on the Totally Football Show (laughs) that went out yesterday. So you can enjoy that if you want to. Um, Is there anything else I need to say? No, I think we're good. I will leave you then in the warm hands and the cool... The cool embrace! (sighs) Of John McKenzie. Oh, no, it's Seb Stafford Bloor. Seb Staffordblow. Of Seb Stafford Bloor.
0: Easily the worst podcast we've done. <laughs>
3: Seb Stafford-Bloor, thanks for joining us today. So good to see you. I should say guten tag. Guten Nachmittag, Herr
2: Devine. It's
3: now afternoon. Yes, there we go. That's that's true, isn't it? Fine. Listen, we've drafted you in to tell us a little bit about what's happening with Manchester City. It's worth pointing out the news has broken very recently, so it's fresh for us. Even if you're uh, listening to this on the following day, there may be more information available. But as it stands, Seb... I believe the Premier League has referred a series of alleged breaches of financial rules by Manchester City to an independent commission. What 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 am I saying?
2: The outline of that is completely right, Joe, but um, not just some breaches. So the Premier League has referred a hundred breaches of its financial rules over a nine-year period to a independent commission. To simplify, now you you can read the sort of the, the full account of this on the Premier League's website, but um, this roughly breaks down to sort of four different sections. So. The breaches relate to the reporting of commercial revenue, managerial remuneration, which is kind of self-evident, and player remuneration, in addition to which the Premier League also alleges that uh, the mad City have not cooperated fully with the investigation. And that's an investigation which has gone on for a really long time. So it started, I think, close to five years ago now, back in 2018. And I think it's one of those where a lot of people kind of just forgot about it and just thought it sort of quietly died and gone away. But not so. And as a sort of scene setter, I think it's worth saying that not a lot is probably going to happen quickly. Um, If you remember the previous Manchester City versus UEFA clash back in 2020, obviously um, the legal proceedings become a bit protracted. They go away in quiet and then eventually one day you hear a judgment come through. And I suspect this will be an even more elongated version of that. So um, buckle up, I think. Okay.
3: But they can't. So last time, when, it was, um, when they were competing against UEFA, I say competing like it's a game, it did have that feeling, didn't it? Uh, competing against UEFA, they, um, they took it to, to the court, court of Arbitration for Sport, which they can't
2: do in this situation. Is that right? No, I, I don't think so. So obviously, what happened before is UEFA handed down a judgment and a two year ban from the Champions League, and then Manchester City appealed that verdict to Cass. Uh, court of arbitration for sport and they overruled it this time it's worth stressing joe this is unprecedented that this hasn't happened really before i don't think i've ever read a statement from the premier league quite like it and i don't think anybody has i think there's a sort of image of the premier league as a, a little bit of a kind of um you know a soft treading organization and yeah this is quite unlike any other statement they've issued also it's not really worth speculating on what may happen next just because because it's the Premier League and because it's being led by the Premier League, list of punishments, sanctions, no one can really have any idea. Premier League can kind of do what it wants mm. in that respect because um, they own the ball court in this instance. So I don't know. And, and people speculate on Twitter, There's no one has any idea. Nothing like this has happened. Also, the length of the investigation is unprecedented. Ordinarily in this kind of situation, or well, there isn't really an ordinarily, but we're used to kind of... You know, situations like Middlesbrough back in the 90s when they didn't fulfill a fixture. You had a kind of court hearing and a three-point point point deduction. And then, you know, that was all assessed within the same uh, same season and Borough went down. It's not going to be like that. It's going to be far more complicated. Obviously, the legal resources of clubs who the Premier League attempts to punish are far greater than they were 20, 30 years ago. And um, actually, it's worth, while while we're here, it's worth reading City's statement in response because it's just been issued. And it kind of uh, kind of characterises their mood and their defiance. Manchester City is surprised by the issuing of these alleged breaches of the Premier League rules, particularly given the extensive engagement and vast amount of detailed materials that the EPL has been provided with. The club welcomes the review of this matter by an independent commission to impartially consider the comprehensive body of irrefutable evidence that exists in support of its position. As such, we look forward to this matter being put to rest once and for all. So they don't agree. I like, I like that bit of it. I like the bit where they say we
3: welcome uh, the, <laughs> we welcome the other people <laughs> investigating us. Um, Seb Stephablore, thanks for joining us. We bid you uh, Alfida Sain, back to my Mac is trying to update. Give me one moment while I say goodbye to you. please update in one day. And Seb, please also you update in one day. update me on the Man City story. Well, that was uh, Seb Stafford-Bloor. Now let's discuss Seb Stafford-Ball. Because, of course, if you thought things weren't going well for Manchester City off the pitch, I don't know why you'd think that. But they also didn't go that well for them on the pitch, a.k.a. Tottenham Hotspur 1. Nil Manchester City, John. Now, what on earth happened there? Also, Harry Kane broke a goal-scoring record.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think we have to distinguish between two things one of the things is that spurs haven't been in great form recently but the other thing is is that spurs have actually caused a lot of problems for man city at home i think it was 80
3: (laughs) (laughs) sorry go on we haven't got time to waste (laughs) (laughs) you. no john we haven't got time (sighs) i think it was 80 (laughs) okay no steve Hankey uh, it's worth saying at this point, uh, producer of the podcast, you are supposed to be the person to step in to stop this kind of nonsense. Um, we've got, I've got a hard out today. We have to finish in 45 minutes. So I will give you a task. 3 You get three speed-ups today. <laughs> you have to be careful right. when you use them, because if you use one in the wrong place, we're not going to respect you, okay? We won't respect that authority. But you've got three. So pick when to use them, if, and maybe it's when, I don't know, John's going on too long, or maybe it's when, you know, JJ's... Making a mockery of uh, the situation, or maybe it's it's when, when you're John's doing going on too like long. How yeah. oh, do you want me to signal? I want you to just get the, on the mic and go speed up. Okay. Yeah, or cool. move on, or you know, maybe be creative cool. with it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this is a good example of speed when up. It could be used. <laughs> That's number one. It's gone. You've got two left. Okay, John. What 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 happened with Man City?
4: Do you Want me to start from the beginning of that, or do you want me to just jump in? Oh, well, this
3: is all live in. now, so whatever you say is going to go okay. in the box. We don't have time
4: to edit this. This has got a go no, go. There's goal, no time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, Yeah, well, I think we have to distinguish two different moments here. I think the first... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, no, come on. Because,
3: listen, Tottenham Hotspur don't beat Man City 1-0 every day. Or do they? Bit of a bogey team, aren't they?
4: Yeah, I think it's been interesting that the last five games that Manchester City have played at Spurs' new stadium, they've actually not managed to win. They've not actually even managed to score. They've taken 84 shots and not managed to pull off any kind of uh, Mm. goal. I suppose, Um, but uh, uh, you need to distinguish that from what what has been happening in those games, because I think pull off a goal. (laughs) <laughs> I think Spurs are exactly the sort of team that are going to cause a team like Manchester City problems because they're very good at, at um being defensive and then expanding at speed and so and this is this is what happens what happened in the game mm. yesterday they managed uh, well actually they they didn't manage to score a goal on the break but they did generate a lot of chances on the break as well
3: <laughs> it's hard when people are making plays <laughs> so, it's so hard John, I think you've done a terrific job. JJ, I mean, we'll come back to talk about Spurs a little bit more and Harry Kane specifically, but, you know, it's, it's an often sort of a levied criticism at Guardiola. He does a lot of tweaking. I've heard you sort of defend that a lot in the past and talk about why, why it makes sense. Would you... You, I assume you would like to uh, take the opportunity to do that now. I mean, these sorts of results happen, don't they?
0: Well, I, yeah, they do. It's, it's a mistake that they let the goal in. And the way that Man City play suits the way Spurs play. They want to sit mm. back and hit on the counter, which leaves yeah. space in behind. He changed the system a little bit, I think, for this game, specifically to deal with some of the things that Spurs are trying to do. And I think it's interesting when you look at how City line up, because on the, the team lineups, they often don't seem to make sense because right, you've got yeah. players like Rico Lewis and Kyle Walker, who you both think are right backs. But this is the thing, that Guardiola's... Teams don't have a set formation. They just have players in different positions all over the pitch. Yeah, I'm immune to this, it turns out.
3: What my face is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is. Normally to, it would break me. Trying to trip him up. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, good. I'm a real pro. Well, what you're saying is interesting as well. well so for example,
0: like Rico Lewis right, is both a midfielder and a right back. It just depends on where he is and where the ball is and where teammates are at certain times. So like At one point, they might have one defender. They might have two. They might have three. They might have four. It doesn't really matter. Then you've got Julian Alvarez, who looks like he's playing as... A forward if you put them in a four four two, but it's actually more like a three one four two. But also it's a three mm. one five. What the the numbers don't matter, as Guardiola said like lots of times. But when you try and play without the tempo that you needed, and you can't get the passes through against a team like Spurs, so we're going to drop deep and deny you the opportunity to do that. The the games grind down, and I thought Spurs looked quite good in that they were able to play the way they wanted to, and City didn't really create. There's a that same narrative with Erling Haaland going on where. They're not playing the passes early enough to fire him in to where he would want to go. Uh, Bernardo Silva is quite guilty of that. He does that a lot. And it might be because, like John did in a video we've got up on Tifo IRL, about why City want to make sure the rest of the is in the right positions to make sure they can't be counterattacked. That they're not making that early pass. They want to play the extra pass to try and get them up to the pitch in the right positions to be able to control the game. But then they're still not making use of him in certain situations now. Mm. It is interesting to work out whether it is determined by the manager that that's what they're doing or because players are doing it in a certain way i'd imagine it's a lot to do with the manager
4: yeah it is quite frustrating to watch i always think because it always feels like city play at quite a slow tempo and if you compare them to for example arsenal who play in a very stylistically similar way with arsenal it feels as though they are much better at having those quick transitional mm. moments i mean city do do them you've got kevin de bruyne who's probably one of the best transitional like passers of the ball so carry the ball get to a decent situation and then and then play the ball in behind. But with Arsenal, it feels as though they're much better set up for those kind of things, and they get a lot of joy in it. Whereas with City, it's always the case that they're going to be more patient. They're always never going to do anything too risky. Mm. And that's, that's always going to be the, the, the payoff at the end of the day. It's going to be, do you want to protect the ball and stop teams from countering on you? Because the whole thing about the way that Pep Guardiola plays football is, how can I get as many players into dangerous positions without compromising on the defensive aspect of that. Yeah. And uh, I think he's, he's never going to give that up. If you start spamming the ball into the box to someone like Erling Haaland, you're, yes, generating more chances to score, but you're also generating more chances for the opposition to get the ball and counter on you. And, you know, this is what happened in in, in the game against Spurs, was they weren't good enough in those moments where those transitional attacks happened, and it, it, it seems to be leading them to problems this season. So yeah, yeah, it, it, it's one of the. It's, it's similar to what's going on with Liverpool, right? As soon as a little thing goes wrong, it can have a really massive implications on the rest of the way that your game is structured. Yeah, okay. I think the
0: consistency in starting lineups can help you as well. That one of the best things Arsenal
4: done is kept mostly
0: the same team every single week, whereas City deliberately don't do that. Lots of the same subs as well.
3: Like I've noticed yeah. that Tommy Yasu has um has been subbed on uh what's his name Ben White Ben White like at but roughly the same time in a few games in a row right so even if that's not consistency at the beginning of the game it is a form of consistency throughout
0: yeah maybe to be part of they know how much running Benjamin White has got in him yeah Benjamin White yeah, yeah. We should I always forget to do.
3: do. I always forget to call him Benjamin. White. Yeah, he wants
0: to be called Benjamin. It's just longer, isn't it? I've got to so... get it in my head. And he's a footballer. Should be called something like Benzie or Benzo. Yeah. You know? You have to have a, a two-syllable name. You can't be... You, because you already have a nickname, JJ. Yeah, but it's not really a nickname, though. It's just that no one calls me anything different. Oh, I mean, no it, is a, it is a
3: nickname because yeah. it's not your name. And it's what is. people call you.
0: Yeah. But like, it is sort of my name it's, I mean sort of but it's, I didn't not, choose name, it, you it's not your
3: name on your passport
4: no does anyone That's... call you by your given name
0: uh, yeah t- some of my closest friends do because they think it's funny And but no one seriously um, the police would never have committed a crime
3: <laughs> what crimes have you committed did you kill the wrong pet murder murder yeah <laughs> speed up Spit all. <laughs> He's, God, he's going through him quick, isn't he? He's only got one left. You've only got
4: one left, Steve. Yeah, I think he's Fine. gone too hard too early here. Well yeah, he really has have. gone far too hard too early. I could have on that for ages.
3: Let's speed <laughs> up, though. Rico Lewis, tell me about Rico Lewis before we chat about Spurs. <laughs> I, we will chat about Spurs, but before we chat about Spurs, tell me about uh, Rico Lewis. Oh, no, don't do that. I've got something to tell you first, John. You were saying before that they didn't really generate many chances in this game. Haaland didn't register a single shot in this game and uh, and also Manchester City have lost their last three away games in all competitions so looking for something a bit more promising I suppose tell me about Rico Lewis
4: yeah Rico Lewis is an interesting guy because we've talked about him in the past uh, he is playing that inverted fullback role but he almost starts in that inverted role and then moves out in defensive phases Mm. we saw in the game yesterday that he was actually playing on the other side of the double pivot to the side he usually plays plays. you'd expect him to be on the right because he drops into the right back area but City were playing Carl Walker so they didn't need him to drop into that area he was dropping into the left-hand side which I thought was interesting because I guess if you're only dropping in in defensive phases it's not that important in the build-up for you to be strong side-footed if you're going Mm -hmm. to invert in possession a lot of people will have said that Pep was was tinkering too much with with this approach but I think it's a bit unfair on Pep because I I think his genius is that he is one of those managers who is going to be able to problem solve in the way that he does with different structures and different ideas of players in different unusual um, situations. And for the most part, it works. And when that happens, people are like, yeah, well, it's, it's Man City, isn't it? They're the, one of the best teams in, in Europe, in the world. They have to spend a lot of money, et cetera. But when it doesn't work, people say, oh, here he is, tinkering again. Mm. Um, so, heavy uh, hangs the crown. Heavy hangs the crown, indeed, of the yeah. tinkerer. Yeah. Tinkerer, tailor, soldier, spy. Tinkerer,
3: tailor, soldier, spy, crown. Mm. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Spurs, though. Uh, Harry Kane uh, broke the Spurs record of goals. He's he scored the most of goals for Spurs now. Um, do you think that's an impressive feat, JJ?
0: Yes, uh, it's a good uh, scoring record for the man. Yeah. The man was a player. Also, given when you think like how late he blossomed yeah. as a player...
3: He's done well, hasn't he? The number of clubs he was on loan at and ever I remember Uncle Damien saying he watched him at Norwich and was like, it's fine. It's I fine. Watched,
4: saw, him, saw Crystal Palace play Leicester City yeah. before they were both in the Premier League. Which one did, was he at? He was at Leicester. Leicester. Yeah. And he he was on the bench. Chris Wood started. And the replacements for Chris Wood were Jamie Vardy and Harry Kane. <laughs> He didn't even make it on the pitch, I don't think, (laughs) that day. Maybe he did, but I can't remember. But Uh. yeah. Kane's got that um, absolute elite clinicalness,
0: clinicality. I don't know what the word is. Clinicism. Clinicism. <laughs> like, he's got that thing that like I don't associate with um or English or British footballers. Yeah. Like the elite ones are the ones that do these things where you shouldn't be able to always hit the bottom corner right. no matter where you are. But he does. But he does, and so yeah. he's. It's weird because I don't know. It's, if it's like, like watching an, an
3: expert rapper present and thinking like how how yeah. do you do that every time? Because like he's
0: like quite unglamorous. I think this is part yeah. of it as well. You want your superstars to be these massive stars. Yeah. Where like messages is and Ronaldo was yeah. and I don't know like, everyone's got their own little special things, but Kane is just a nice man. Well, I agree, he's unassuming. And actually, the th- one of the things I like about him the most is when he really thunderbolts the ball. I'm always a bit surprised at how hard he can kick it, Do you know, yeah. what I mean? because
3: he's quite unassuming as a player.
0: He's really strong. He's very devious. Like mm. he's a little weasel a lot of the time. Yeah. He'll, he'll bring the foul on, go down. His link up plays very good. He drops deep a lot. We know that's done that for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, I watched a video yesterday about, about otters and how aggressive they are.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I and I watched an otter um, escape a uh, tiger and then attack it. And I watched an otter and its mates chase away a crocodile, a massive crocodile. Do you know about sea otters? Sea, uh, they're, they're the bigger ones, right? There's a nice the story sea. about
0: them. Is that They, yeah. they hold hands when they're sleeping so they drift away from each other. Yeah, that's very
4: nice, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's very nice. It was important to keep those you love close mm-hmm. to yourself. Yeah.
0: Much like how Spurs players stayed hand-in-hand in a hand in defensive shape yeah. to prevent Man City getting through them. Well, how did they do this? Because it's,
3: things have not been going that well for Spurs. Oh, we should also say, um, I've heard, heard other people say this on a couple of other podcasts as well, but uh, Antonio Conte taking a little bit of time away to recover from a medical procedure. Had a rough year, apparently. didn't Didn't really know any of that, but... There we go. Couple other, couple a couple of other. I've had a couple of people close to him
4: die. Yeah, and yeah. A gallbladder operation, which isn't fun. Sounds shit, doesn't it? Sounds awful. Yeah.
3: Well, but, all the best, Antonio. But uh, they really did it in his uh, in his absence. Absence. How did they do it in his absence?
0: A bit of what I was saying earlier, where they were able to let City control the, the ball and play the way they wanted to, then hit them on the break and then they would press high when they had the opportunity to do it, and then City were a bit loose with their passing. So when I was saying earlier about the, the consistency in starting lineups, I think although like the tinkering that Guardiola's gone on about, how he's changing different players and different systems, it might work if they're doing it every single week. But you've got different players coming in now. You'll get young players make mistakes. Like Lewis will do it while he's young, that's what young players do. Rodri, uncharacteristic error, passing the ball to a player that shouldn't have been passed to because he had a player on his shoulder, Hoiberg, who always does that. They would have known he does that. In training, they would have told him not to do that, that exact pass. 'Cause mm-hmm. that's where they I've seen the Spurs do that a few times a season even, like Heuberg steals it and then turns that into a goal. And then it's just making sure that City can't score. And like City weren't playing the passes they could run to Holland. Um, Romero was making sure that like he got sent off, but like early on <laughs> this is why I like players like Romero. For no reason whatsoever he followed Holland all the way into the City half and yeah. like reduced him with his sly tackle it's the, a, the reducer. Ramero, it's a the reducer. classic. Let him know you're there, but yeah. he'll like he'll have known now. Like oh, I don't want to mess with that guy. I think he's everyone mad. knows Romero's there, even if yeah. they haven't
3: played him. You know they've heard he's there. His reputation.
0: He and him getting sent off is quite good because it's like you know that he doesn't mind getting. Sure. Off. he'll wipe out Grealish and he'll yeah. make sure that Holland doesn't want to go near him. Yeah. And then I wonder—I've not watched it back to be able to see, but I wonder if Holland tried to stay away from him after that. I bet not. He's a big lad.
3: Probably not. Yeah. Hey, here's before we move on and talk about something else, a little get, guessing game for you. Harry Kane went on four loans from Tottenham. We've already heard two of them. If you're looking at this in the plan, don't, I'm not playing the game. I'm not looking at. We've already heard two of them: Norwich and Leicester. They were the the the, the three and four of the fourth. Uh, guesses for the other two teams that he went on loan to. Leighton Orient. Yes, and he was Mil- at Leighton Orient Mil-Wall. first, and Millwall. That wasn't a very fun game because the game was over almost straight away, wasn't it? Let's go for a break. In that can case, can we talk about
4: Spurs pressing a little bit more? Um, just a tiny bit more. What do you think, think Steve? Yeah, I was just going to say that we talked. He's, better be good now, though. We talked about in previous podcasts about how hmm. one of the problems Spurs had was that they didn't really have a mid block. They seemed to move between like having high pressing. Uh, moments and then sitting deeper in a low block and it just wasn't allowing them to actually control games very well but I thought this was a a good example of them being able to control the game out of possession in a mid block which meant that they weren't in those situations where you know they just end up drifting deeper and deeper I think it happened towards the end of of the game when they got tired after about the 60 minute mark um but it, it gives a really different complexion to the, the games that they're playing because when they do sit really deep, absorb pressure, and then try and generate that space to, to attack in the counter-attacks, I think that they look like they're just under the cosh for a long time. Mm. Whereas now that they're pushing out a little bit more into a, into a mid-bott phase, it, it doesn't give the impression that they are just com- getting completely walked over by teams. And I wonder whether or not that's changing people's impression of what's going on.
3: Yeah, no, that, that is interesting. Okay, fine. Listen, let's go to a break and when we come back, we'll discuss more Spurs.
0: Hello there. I'm Danny Kelly, host of the View from the Lane, the athletics dedicated Tottenham Hotspur podcast. If you'd like to relive that proper Spursy win, uh, join myself, Jack Pittbrook, James Moore, and Tim Spears, where we'll pay due tribute to Harry Kane, the club's new record goalscorer, and the scourge of Pep Guardiola yet again. Just search for us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever
3: you get your pods, and you'll be able to find that episode on Monday afternoon. lovely break that was let's talk more about Spurs now I want to talk about Spurs gang (laughs) because on transfer deadline day Matt Doherty was about to go on it seemed like on loan to Atletico Madrid right but then he didn't go on loan he went on on kind of a full (laughs) that doesn't work (laughs) he went on a full because uh, Tottenham and Matt Doherty mutually agreed to end early his contract to terminate it for him to join Atletico Madrid on on a free transfer when he still had, what was it, 18 months left in his contract? Yeah. 12 months left, something like that, 12 or 18 months left. Uh, That was a bit confusing. And it seems as though the reason that that is the case is because Tottenham already have used up all of their international loan spots. So here's here's a list, John, of Spurs players currently out on loan. See if this sounds familiar to you. Uh, Sergio Reguillon... Harry Winks, Brian Hill, Giovanni Loselso, We've got Joe Rodon, Jed Spence, Tanguy Ndombele, Harvey White, and Destiny Udoji all out on loan already. Joe now, Rogan. Joe Rogan, yeah. And like, while he's on loan with Spotify, everyone <laughs> else is on loan at a football club. And I think the, the point to make here right, is that there's a couple of players on that list. You could make the argument they're developmental loans. The rest of them appear to be players that at one point or another were brought in with the idea of them being integrated into the first team. And they, for a, a number of reasons, as opposed to it just being the wrong player or whatever, have not worked out.
4: Yeah, there's a few things here, like Harry Winks obviously being sent out on loan later on in his career. That's not going to be developmental as well. So, questions to be raised about whether or not they should just move players like that on. Uh, but yeah, if you run through the list, so, Sergio Reguilon was brought in to be a, a starting 11 player. Brian Hill was brought in to be a starting 11 player. Giov- Giovanni Lacelso, Tanguy and who. Is Tanguy and Dombele. Mm-hmm. The record signing that they made they spent a lot of money on him I remember um,
3: it was 50 million wasn't it, it was, yeah it was a Somewhere lot like
4: um, Jed Spence as well who obviously is a different type of player which I think is again they brought in players who they think will increase in value in the future yeah. but the manager doesn't like them and so they're in the situation where like we've got this player that we wanted to develop and, and maybe make money off yeah um, or it raises value and we can't do that because we can't play him so we're going to send him out on loan as well so yes. yeah it points to I guess to an extent like a lack of planning in in how you're structuring your squad but but I think also like the, the bigger point here is that there's now so much money in the Premier League that mm. teams can buy players even almost sur- surplus to requirement, and then think about how they're going to use them later on. And this is, I, I think, probably going to become a bit of a problem as, as time goes on with Premier League, the Premier League becoming a de facto European Super League in well, that sense.
3: I think that's the interesting part of it, isn't it? Because JJ Bill, we often talk about the positive sides of the of the Premier League becoming the de facto De facto, de facto, super league. You said that's what you said, wasn't it? That's what the I de said. Facto yeah. I like super to say league. de facto. yes. Yeah. I have heard you say that numerous times. Yeah. <laughs> we often talk about the positive sides uh, of that, and we, you know, we've kind of marvelled over the last couple of years about smaller teams in the Premier League competing for uh, transfers with Atletico Madrid, for example. Seems insane, doesn't it? Is the downside that if the players don't really work out in the first team? A like if you get relegated, that's a bit troubling. And B, you can't really sell them because no one anywhere else can afford to pay their wages or buy them apart from another Premier League club. Yes, yeah, exactly my thoughts as well. Thanks, JJ. And Dombele
4: is the uh, record signing for Spurs. F- Even mil? bl- sixty million 60, euros.
3: Was it oh euros? Yeah. You so. and your. Special currency. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Not my currency, because I support Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> that was a stupid but idea, that one.
4: Brexit didn't move us to the European currency, though, did it?
3: That's so. right, because if we hadn't have, they would have had us having their money, too.
4: <laughs> Do you know how the Premier League becomes the
0: Super League where all the players go? Because yeah. they all want to go to the nice... Hot countries, like the nice places. Yeah, like Norway.
3: Oh, sorry, Spain. Yes, yes, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, I was thinking of a nice hot country like (laughs) Iceland. (laughs) Yeah, go on though.
0: Well, um, no, I mean that's they would want to then choose. Oh, then they'd want to go in the Yeah,
3: the nicest places to live, which is probably London. What do you think that is? People talk about that all the time, don't they? With footballers, yeah. Like, do they choose a Manchester team over a London team? And then I guess I've heard players say before it's kind of. a time of their life thing like if they're a bit older maybe they do prefer a manchester club you get to live out in lovely cheshire yeah. and you have raised family all the rest of it if you're a younger player maybe you want to be in a club that's near a city center so you cannot be allowed to go out ever but you theoretically could do or
0: somewhere <laughs> next to an airport where you can keep flying back home and yeah, you want to do that sort of airport. thing. yeah yeah but then there's a thing with like all life isn't it is that as globalization uh reaches its that <laughs> Yeah, I <laughs> can't wait to hear what in, you're he's gonna Slipping say. into English. Well That's everywhere American. is the same now. Because like every city true, you go yeah. to, it's got
4: all the same shops
0: and the pubs are all exactly yeah. the same and then what's the difference? You've got a beach in them that are nice.
4: I watched it in the I'll most, tell you what's uh, the difference. It's more expensive to live in London than yeah. it is in the north. And they've got that
0: money. Yeah.
3: No, you know I was gonna say um funny actually let's talk about that i was talking to john <laughs> last night and i was saying like oh isn't it nice? thinking i was reflecting on john's on john's uh, uh, last year and thinking isn't it nice that john last year john was obviously fantastic just as fantastic as he is now but he didn't work at tifo and uh, you know let's be honest no one knew who he was and now now that you and i jj have lifted him up and put him on a little pedestal for everyone to go, oh, and point out. He's had a lovely year, hasn't he? I was saying to him last night, do you, do you find it weird that just tomorrow, you have been all, ca- all casual about being on the Totally Football Show tomorrow. That's what I said to him. He's on the Totally Football Show in the morning. Isn't that exciting? A be- big podcast. You can listen to that, by the way, if you're bored of this one. <laughs> go and listen to the John. They actually let him talk on there. Uh, he was allowed to talk. And he was all, oh, it's no, big, no big deal, no big deal. I said, come on. Don't you think you've come somewhere in the last year? You bit, said, a bit of progress.
4: Don't you think that your life is better
3: now. Don't you think your life's better now? Yes. And you said, no, it's not better. <laughs> You said you, you know, you used to bathe every day and go for miles of walks back in the day when you didn't have anything else I used to, to do. read. Books. You read books, yeah, didn't you? Used to be an interesting person. You didn't have hundreds of people calling you a b- every day. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very different. You, you know, when you gave your bad Casimiro take, you didn't have to apologise publicly for it. That's you right. Know, yeah. Don't forget about what you said, by the way.
0: I went to see the Darkness on Saturday. Yeah. Well, actually, I saw three songs. Couldn't know they were the support band to an awful band. That yeah. I left. You only saw the last three. Yeah.
3: Oh. it was really annoying what's happened Were they to them? are they like, three? No, they're they not... touring
0: a bit they've got another album coming out at some point I love the darkness Justin Hawkins got a good YouTube channel hasn't he yeah they're great a pint of Heineken was £8.60 yeah that's n- nuts
3: that shouldn't be right that is a lot of money see
0: that link I sent you how many animals do you think you could name that have gone to space? Without looking, without at, looking at the link, so yeah. this is
3: from Discover Wildlife. Yeah, Ten animals animals that have gone You know, to space. monkeys have been. Monkeys yeah. have been. They
4: yeah. sent a dog to space. Like, like, yeah. Was Like yeah. 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 the, the, the dog.
3: I think they will have also sent mice to space. Yeah. Yeah. They Sent mice yeah. to space. Yeah. 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 Is
4: there insects on that list? There might be. I bet they sent spiders. They have. Yeah. They've sent
3: spiders to space. Yeah. Yeah. Did David yeah. Bowie go with them? No. But
0: what I think would be funny is like they've sent they've sent frogs right as well. If an alien were to intercept this craft, they'd be like, "What the
4: fuck is this? Is it, is it called Noah's Ark or something? How, how is this frog? How is this? To get up how, did,
0: how did you build this? Tell us your ways. <laughs> oh, it won't talk to us. We don't have the technology to communicate yeah. with this. With
3: this, why can't we read its mind? It's almost as though nothing's happening. Yeah, hmm. no electrical. Uh... Creativity there. That's like a fish. modern the hell is a fish going to fly a rocket? They sent a the fish to space. Yeah. How did they even keep the water?
0: I assume they put it in like a goldfish a, b- bowl a bag. and it's looking there, and then they have the controls next to it, and then it's got a brain plugged in, so then it can control the the rocket that
2: way. <laughs> yeah. I really regret using two of my speeds up already. I know. <laughs> Part of me
3: is wondering whether JJ is trying to tempt you to get rid of your third oh, just
2: Yeah. Because I'm like, I, I want you to, to move on. Ah, well, I don't want to then like. Can you,
3: can you, you give us the, it, the rest of the list? I'm quite interested. Yeah, let's yeah, listen know. to more. Tortoises. Tortoises? Tortoises. Really, yeah. Very interesting. Again, yeah. again,
0: you intercept a, a rocket, you're an alien, and you want to learn the secrets of this civilization, and there's a right. tortoise
4: inside it. Well, it's a mean, plural of tortoise. Tortoise. Torti. Tortai. Tortai. Tor Well, I thought
3: I was right when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if I was, though. Tortoises is. Yeah. It's a Greek word, clearly. Well, good <laughs> shells, haven't they, tortoises? Mm. That's one of the best things about a tortoise. I'm going the on the, shell.
4: the tortoise etymology page.
3: Yeah, let's find more about that.
4: Oh, it's from French. It's from the French. Tortois. Tortu. Tortu. Old French, that is. Old Spanish French. is tortuga. Is it really? Tortuga. I'm trying to think of there's Greek sound that would be like... Tortoise. Late Middle Inge- English, they've tortoise.
3: In Camels?
0: What would you say? Well, no, they, they've got turtles in Greece, don't they?
3: Oh, I don't know. Never been to Greece. Yeah. Never been to Greece. I speak a bit of Greek. Do about. you? Let's hear yeah. some.
0: Melena uh, Tzaytze. You have to say my name like that. Tzaytze. Tzaytze. What does that mean? My name's my name, JJ. I worked that <laughs> way. Maressi Pizza. That's oh, what you can Pizza. So, yeah. Mathenoulinica... Gary Lineker. I am learning oh. Greek. I'm from Scotland. It's nice. Yeah. Well, I used to be able to do more. I hope she was nice. I used to talk, I used to, I used to talk in <laughs> greek to people. I was bored because it would be in the club. It would be so loud and they're all Greek. Yeah. So I learned it because I was bored. and I didn't have to stand there on my own drinking... <laughs> <laughs> as many pints as I could to make it bearable. Can and I say? It,
3: yeah, I think I, I think we've all underestimated Steve. Yeah, I think we all thought Steve wouldn't have the guts to keep this bit going as long as possible. I he, wanted he, to
4: test the waters. <laughs> he just, <laughs> he's just is standing firm.
3: Mm. I think I might have to move this on myself, mm. which feels wrong. I feel like we're losing the game. Yeah, he's he's on to you. He has won the game. It's about
0: Arsenal Everton, really, shouldn't we? probably? I
3: mean, is yeah, it, I, I don't know. Is that. it even time for that? Is it, it is time. Yeah, come it on. We've got that. to
4: talk about that. It's one of, if not the best performance. No, I just wonder if it was time
3: for a break again, or is it not? It is. It is time for a break. Yeah, my instinct Fine. was correct. Let's have a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about Everton and Arsenal, which was another big surprise. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty-four-seven U.S.-based
1: live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply.
3: See terms at discover.com credit card. Yes, Everton won Nil Arsenal. Tarkowski, sixty minute goal. Sean Dyche, welcome back to the Premier League. Um what do you think of that one then, John? Is it uh, have they uh, you know oh, I bet Spurs won't be happy that they won on, oh, you know, eh? And now that's all out of the way. Um what happened here?
4: Yeah, I think it was a brilliant game of football. I think it was really impressive what Sean Dyche managed to do in a very short space of time. Mm. We expected him to come out in a 4-4-2 because that's what he does, but he didn't.
3: And he made you look a fool.
4: He he made us look fools. What he did is he pushed one of the forward players deeper. So he had three midfielders, went with a 4-5-1 mid-block approach. Yeah. And it was a really aggressive mid-block approach. And the reason I think he did that was because he recognises that Arsenal are really good at generating space in the centre of the field. Mm. Um, they obviously have Zinchenko inverting a lot this season. They make a, a box midfield with Zinchenko and then Party and then the two eights further ahead. And they're just really good at manipulating teams around, pulling their midfielders forward and then creating space in there behind them to, in between the, the midfield and the defence to exploit. Yeah.
3: People um, should watch your excellent video about this on T4. Yeah, was oh, very good. Yeah. Very good.
4: Um, and. Yeah, he, he instead of allowing that, he just had his midfield dropping deeper and then situationally moving out. So if the ball was on one side, one midfielder would push forward, and they would make a situational four-four-two on mm. that side. And then if the ball was moved to the other side, everyone would shift around, and so you'd have the player closest to the ball then stepping up to whoever was on the ball. Mm. Um, forced Arsenal back a lot. They were able to high press them at times and cause them problems in that way. Uh, but they also did their really good low blocking stuff as well. And I shared mm. a, a shot map in my video showing you, you know, the area that Sean Dyche likes to talk about, that V-shape in, the, in yeah. the penalty box, and just not allowing any really good chances in that, in that space. So yeah. Sean Dice doing Sean Dyche things, but with a bit of a twist.
3: Well, very enjoyable uh, video. I do encourage people to go and watch that. Would you like to hear, uh, JJ, would you like to hear Steve's joke? Yes. Steve's joke is, um, Everton rolled the dice and got the reward. What do you, right out of 10?
4: Is there not like a second bit now? Shouldn't there be like another bit which has got another pun in it?
3: That's true. And actually, the reward, I guess, if it was related to dice...
4: Maybe a 4 four out of 10? 5? People like to use the dice part of his name as the pun, but no one uses the Sean bit. Yeah, like... who did we say
3: that about the other day? There was someone who had a really obvious surname with the pun name, and we thought it would be funny if you just
4: what used did it with... Matt instead. <laughs> yeah, Sean of his prizes or something. Yeah. Sean of his... Tactical acumen. Yeah. I'm using Sean as in shearing a sheep in the past tense.
3: James McNicholas wrote a piece, JJ, there uh, saying that, you know, we've seen all about why Arsenal could win the league. Perhaps with this game, we see why maybe they won't. Now, of course, that was written before Manchester City then went and screwed it on Sunday. But um, it's an interesting point, isn't it? What did you see in Arsenal in this game that suggested that... um, Could there be a twist at the end?
0: I think this is the kind of team that Arsenal absolutely could lose to, and they did, obviously, uh, who would have... like? You can't manufacture the kind of uh, motivation that those players might have had, brand new, with Sean Dyche coming in as a manager. Uh, um, Totally changing the way they trained that week. He's going through things like the bleep test, which Mm -hmm. um, I don't think is for him to try and measure their... uh, physical their ability no. he's just trying to get them to run run and yeah. like realize have like, like a mental shift change basically just change the way they think about what they're doing at work and uh get yeah. them running hard so they know that they're this is a different kind of place they're in now it's not what it was before
3: running towards the future
0: exactly exactly running towards the future running towards space Sean could you <laughs> say that they are now
4: shorn of their misapprehensions about yeah. what the game is about
0: and so the kind of team that Arsenal could lose to is one who's going to be really up for the fight. Could probably like like battle them on the pitch and just take them with being hard and smashing things away. But they weren't yeah. they weren't properly old school. Like it was very tactically clever what they did. Like John's video explains it all really well. But and you need to see it to be able to talk about it. I think. Mm. Uh, and then like I think Arsenal will do fine against other teams. It's just like like that motivation they would have had for this game. Like I say, you can't manufacture it. So like they've got that lucky bit coming up. It just made sense. The only way Everton would ever have won this game is if they changed their manager right before it, and that manager was Sean Dyche. Yeah. <laughs> that's
4: the only way they could have done it. It's quite smart in that way. of yeah. Looking at it, isn't it? You know, well, they had yeah. to run a lot though. Like he, Sean Dyche is always going to want your to have double coverage on the floor. I can
3: hear when you say
0: Sean. No, <laughs> is the other meaning of
3: the <laughs> <word>. <laughs> Sean
4: Dyche. Um, be it. The goal
0: corner as well, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it?
4: Yeah, yeah, so, but look, just loads of run. He, he talks about it in his um, coach's voices video, which again is very good. People should go and watch that. Mm. He talks about running the hard yards, and you can see that in that game where there's so many situations where you see the wide players having to drop in super deep in in those moments when the when Arsenal are, are transitioning, and it you can see the benefit that it has because they just didn't allow any easy chances, and that's. That is not a tactically difficult thing to get your head around, but it is a really hard thing to get players to do because mm. a lot of the time that doesn't happen. I think in the in the Liverpool-Wolves game, the final goal that Wolves scored, yeah. you can see Thiago Alcantara just not getting back in the same way and that's what you have to get as a manager for those teams you have to get the buy-in for players to put the effort in and get them to see that putting the effort in actually does have that
0: and when it doesn't work even though they've put that in it doesn't work then the manager just doesn't have any power (laughs) because even though they do exactly everything right they're letting a goal like that and they'll go well it didn't work so I don't like this and then you don't get the buy-in it doesn't work so you have to start off well yeah okay
3: very interesting well I'm looking forward to seeing more of um, Everton's results as opposed to games, but I mean, it sounds like they were interesting and fun. You would, one would expect now, if they have the quality and the ability to beat Arsenal, that uh, maybe they can evade relegation. With Arsenal, of course, I think we said outside before we started. It's um, a little bit of luck there with Man City losing as well. Otherwise, perhaps the narrative coming out of the weekend would be a little bit different. Yes. Uh, but there are some some tough months ahead for that title challenge. Not over, is it? Fine. Let's also discuss now. Uh, Manchester United 2-1 Crystal Palace JJ Rashford scored Again That's quite a lot of goals Now isn't it Was this one Was it a good one This one
0: This goal is One of the best goals Under Eric Ten Hag It is It shows How United have changed From the old Ways So they're no longer like They just look like A Ten Hag team Now to me And this goal So sure enough It's like a 14 pass build up But if you go back, I've watched back from the bits before the, the the goal. You can go back another like three, four minutes or something like that mm. uh, before they have to reset with a throw in and, and uh, start again. Like they just have total control, moving from side to side. Palace can't get near them, nor do they really want to. they just letting them play, and then they move it side to side. Really nice passing moving. Wan-Bissaka's playing to the middle, like a number 10 during the move. Like that, You didn't see he's, that coming.
3: seems to really have improved in the last few months, doesn't he, Wan-Bissaka?
0: Yeah, he a lot of stuff going on, and then he seems to be playing well now. I don't know. Has Dalo been dropped, or is he just... He's injured. Injured, that's what yeah. it was. Yeah, I think it might have just been a lot of confidence lacking. He looks better on a bit better on the ball. There was a game he played recently, I can't remember what it was, where he didn't look incredible but here like they say he's moving into the midfield positions that we thought maybe he wouldn't be very good at because he's not great on the ball there are better players in doing that and it ends with Rashford finishing really smartly in the middle of the penalty area it's a really lovely ten hag pass and move positional play yeah keeping them squished in kind of move very different football to what we've seen under Solskjaer and Ragnik in the past so it's going forward that yeah,
3: okay, John. I'm distancing myself from from this comment, but Steve's put in the plan. Are the Red Devils creeping into the title race? That was Steve. I didn't say that. It's nothing to do yeah, with I'd, I'd, Steve. I would also that.
4: like to distance myself. From Should we real distance ourselves yeah. from Steve,
3: I feel like maybe we it's could speed up. <There>. They're very an excellent use. I want to get closer to Steve now. Very well played. That's him done, though. Now, well, also, that's it. That's the end of the yeah. podcast. You speed us along to the end there. Fine. Fine by me. Uh, JJ, to wrap up, I'd like to hear the remaining three animals that were
4: in space in please. Sean Dyche's voice.
0: Uh, yeah. I clicked on to a video instead about the story of Soviet space dogs, and then they put them in you know, the anti no, gravitational thing when you test how many G's they can withstand. The they win, put the dogs the in, the how do you, the dogs how in there.
4: How can you test how many Gs a dog can withstand? Like, how do you assess that? Just like ask it afterwards. Oh, John, <laughs> uh, do you know
3: what the first animal in space was?
0: A human. You'll never get it. Fruit flies. The humble fruit flies.
3: I was like, this would yeah. have been well ahead
4: of that. Flies, monkeys, in fact, they sent monkeys and dogs, d- and dogs
3: ahead of humans. Tortoises, frogs, spinos, What a stupid fish.
4: thing for me to say. Tardigrades.
3: Tardigrades? I've never heard of a tardigrade.
0: They're also known as water bears. Water bears? Well, that
3: would be a good animal. That's a bit m- misleading for people listening who also haven't heard of tardigrades. they microscopic invertebrates. Yeah. <laughs> Water bears. And uh, nematodes. And that's T O D E S as opposed to nematodes.
0: Namatodes sounds like a sort of children's cartoon on Saturday afternoons. Nematodes, nematodes.
3: Well, did you know it? Nematodes also. Don't know what they are. Nematodes. Oh, they're also called roundworms. Fine. Can plants be grown in space? Maybe they can. JJ Bull, uh, thank you. Hello. And uh, uh, John McKenzie, nearly called you Sean Dyche. Would you like to make one final Sean pun? Uh, no. No. Good stuff. That is always a blocker. Aren't you? John Just Dyche. Just a big blocker. John Dyche. <laughs> Sean Dyche. Sean. Sean
0: Yeah. I don't know if I'm enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Steve's run out of speed ups.
0: Yeah. All right, Steve. I've seen Thanks. the whole
3: thing, really the whole thing you're mm. reflecting on the whole episode
0: yeah just thinking back on it
3: you been what, a bit bitty hasn't it get a bit yeah. of a
0: rating of it for, for it now don't know have we, have we done much analysis of anything no nope. not I think really we did some I liked learning about other animals in space yeah it just feels what would you
3: give this podcast episode as a rating out of 10
0: I would give it I, I won't tell <laughs> my friends to listen to this as the first one yeah yeah, I, I will I tell my friends not say, to listen to this.
3: I, the, the, my my version of that is like, do I retweet the tweet or not? Yeah, and if I'm not especially proud of the episode, I just I just leave it. But if I if I think it's a good one, I'll retweet it. You know, haven't retweeted for a while. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's indictment of <laughs> in my work. Isn't it? <laughs> not you, Steve. Can you give us a sort of just basic outro?
3: This is still the end of the podcast, isn't it? Yeah. We're going to keep that bit in, aren't we? Are
2: we?
0: I think this podcast has been great. Yeah? Yeah, I've had a really good time. I think we've covered so much stuff. I don't think we could have
3: analysed anything any better. I think this has been one of the best podcasts that we've ever done.
0: I can't wait to retweet it.
3: Yes, I can't wait to throw my promotional support behind it as an indicator of how much I respect and admire the work of both of you and myself.
0: Imagine the aliens found a bear in a rocket. (laughs) (laughs) What they would do with that.
3: Thanks, uh, everybody. See you next week. Bye and... Be and for So stupid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay.
2: Athletic.